Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, that was the music of Yvette Young with the song Ares. Uh, that's a guitar solo she was playing on the beach, I believe, in California. It was amazing. We'll listen to that a little bit more later on. I do want to bring on my first guest standing by, Marilyn Moss Rockefeller, author of Mountain Girl from Barefoot to Boardroom. She's going to talk about her new book, Mountain Girl, uh, from Barefoot to Boardroom. And it's a really enticing and riveting memoir. She is going to talk about her colorful journey from her humble beginnings on an Appalachian farm to the helm of a multi-million dollar company. She faced incredible challenges and instability during her childhood, uh, but she has incredible tenacity tenacity and determination and innate charm, and, and it led her to an extraordinary life full, full of different experiences and meeting everyone from Andy Warhol and the Velvet Underground to so many more people. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Marilyn Moss Rockefeller. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. Thank you. How does it feel to have this out in the world? <laughs> well, I guess um, a little scary. Uh, you know, when you really write so specifically about personal things in your life, and then you feel strangers are reading it. It's one thing to have family or friends. Yes. Uh, that gets a little uh, daunting. But... Um, I'm I'm proud of it. Uh, I do feel that I it it turned out to be something more than I really thought it would be when I started, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot. That's uh, great. I learned about myself. I learned about other people. Um, I also learned that the point I was trying to really write for was just to share things that um, that I had done well and things that I hadn't done well mm-hmm. uh, and learning from my mistakes and just that ha- to have something that you just know you have to do, you just do it. You just keep on and persevere and use um, all the courage and strength you can muster up and don't be afraid to take risks. Right, and I was what I was trying to get across to either young women or older women or men. Even I have been having, which surprised me, a number of men telling me that the book is inspirational. So it's great. It's um, it's been very gratifying. Thank you. I'm so glad. I I was so uh, interested in kind of unpacking the story of how, for the first nine years of your life, you live with your mother's parents. Yes. How did that yes. come about? Uh, well. It was really interesting. A lot of people would say, oh, my God, you poor thing, uh, living in the mountains and in poverty and the tail end of the Depression. I mean, how awful. And it was the opposite. Uh, It was wonderful. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I was, even though we didn't have money or monetary things, Mm-hmm. My fam, my grandparents uh, had a self-sustaining farm, which I helped with all the chores. And we had animals, and we had fruit trees, and we had big vegetable gardens. And my grandmother canned and preserved, and um, so we had food always. So I never felt that that sting of 
poverty, certainly not food insecurity. That's great. And what was so wonderful is that they always felt uh, the need to share. And that was such a great experience for me to have that, you know, you can always share with people that have a lot less than you do. And so I was brought up in that in that value warmth of trust and respect and caring and sharing and and um, that it it was wonderful and my and the household was filled with warmth of love even though there were a number of places and rooms that were freezing cold without <laughs> any heat but um, it was wonderful experience that's incredible how did you go on to meet uh, the designer Bill Moss. Well, let's see, I ended up um, going to school uh, at the University of Michigan, Mm -hmm. and I was there in a graduate year. Um, Actually, I switched my my, uh, majors uh, from chemistry and science to um, teaching. I decided I really loved to teach sixth grade or seventh grade or high school, and um, so I was look. I had to be looking for a job most of the time to help with my with my expenses. Sure. And uh, I had a job. Um, actually, I had only been at it for maybe two weeks at a stock exchange office, mm. and uh, and I was two the weeks. receptionist <laughs> and the typist, and of course. Uh, just like I went through my whole life, they said, can you type? And I said, sure. Yeah. And can you, uh, you know, dic- can you take dictation? Sure. Oh, sure. I couldn't do any of those things. <laughs> I didn't even know how to turn on the IBM electric typewriter. Oh, brother. Um, but uh, I learned quickly and observed and asked questions. And I was in there, and one day this gentleman came in, and he said, oh, are you new here? And I said, yes. And uh, he said, oh. He said, well, you know, um, our company is looking for a receptionist. He said, "Uh, we also need someone who can do some bookkeeping. Can you do bookkeeping? And I said, well, sure. Sure. I I have no idea what you're talking about. And I thought to myself, (laughs) how hard can that be? I can balance my checkbook. So I I, uh, got this job. He said, you know, go have an interview with Mr. Moss. He has this design firm, and here's Mm -hmm. the address, and I'll tell him you're coming for an interview tomorrow morning. Sure, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, it's interesting when I when I received the information about you, there were so many topics. I, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Marilyn Moss Rockefeller. We're talking about her book, Mountain Girl, From Barefoot to Boardroom. But Marilyn, I, I'm looking at these things that I posted on the show blog. Hosting Andy Warhol in the Velvet Underground at her home during one of his art shows. Participating in a private cooking lesson at Julia Child's home. Traveling with Carol Shelby and the Ford Racing Team. Helping celebrated designer Bill Moss, we just talked about, transforming Moss, Inc., a struggling small business, into a multi-million dollar company, and crashing a Rockefeller's plane, which in turn sparked a romance that led to marriage. What a life you have lived. (laughs) Maybe that's why I feel so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so. When I look back on it and when I did start writing this book, I realized, 
oh my God, you know, I have done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I, I don't know, when you're young and easily influenced and, and very um, enamored with exotic things and exotic people and experiences you never even knew existed. Sure. Um, I just uh, tried to flourish with it. I just tried to experience it and take from it what I could. And, and um, it, was, it was really interesting. I mean, there were moments when, which uh, I maybe would rather take back if I could, but not, sure. not completely. That added to me as well. Well, you do have an incredible amount of resilience. I, I hear it in you and from what I've read about you and this this book. So it it must be great to have all these stories down on paper. It is. And and believe me, it was very hard to to reduce them to um, a small reading book. There mm-hmm. they were in a lot of stories I even didn't include in here because we were trying to keep the book at a appealing size for someone to read and uh, trying to write them and be as concise as I could was why it took me so long, I think, because I had to do a lot of editing and a lot of rewriting. And, you know, I was new to writing. Um, I went back to school to get my master's in writing Fantastic. and creative writing, which was very helpful because it gave me some tools and, it's great. and structure that I was lacking. And, um, and I, yeah, it, 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 it was hard to do for that reason. Sure. But I love writing the stories. I love telling them. I love sharing them. And, and then your so family that. can read all about you. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I've had a number of calls saying, I had no idea, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. So you crashed a plane? I mean, Mm -hmm. how did that lead to a marriage? Oh, (laughs) that does sound so odd, doesn't it? (laughs) Uh, And you weren't heard, I hope. Well, in some ways. uh, I mean, I, I had a few things go wrong, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I I was working very hard at the company, and uh, we had a heavy debt, and my husband at that time was not very helpful, mm-hmm. and he was going off doing other things, and uh, so it was a struggle, and I had a board of directors, and one of those members was James Rockefeller, whom I really didn't know. And uh, but he had invested money through this investment circle that was set up uh, that I did. And um, after one of the meetings, he called me and he said, "You know, Marilyn, you really look very tired, and I know this is very hard and very stressful for you, and to be raising your kids alone and and all of this. And um, I think you need some distraction." Um, like a hobby or something. And I said, oh, wonderful. Um, Like uh, take up knitting, perhaps, or something. And he said, no, I think, you know, you should either maybe have an affair or take flying lessons. Maybe have an affair or take flying lessons. Okay. Uh So I 
I said, uh, well, one thing, this is a very small town to try to have an affair in. Secondly, I don't have anyone in mind, mm-hmm. and I don't have time for that. And uh, and a plane, I never thought about flying. And I said, but, you know, very nice of you to mention this. And he said, well, I can loan you my plane, you take insurance on it, and you you pay for the pilot lessons, and I know a guy who's a very good instructor that you would like. So I said, I'll think about it. So mm. I hung up the phone, and I started imagining myself, Amelia Earhart, you know, flying in this old plane, you know, these it was a, a fabric plane, a tail dragger, a soup called a super cub, okay. and it's actually made of fabric, you know, and so I pictured myself up in the in the sky somewhere with a white scarf turtling behind me. And uh, and I thought, oh, that sounds sort of fun and interesting. So I called him back and accepted that. And the lessons went very well. Um, I'd have to take off at his property, where I now live. Uh, and, and you take off down a hill, and there's a pond, and then you have to go up over the mountains. And then I'd go down to the regular airport and do some of my training down there. Mm-hmm. Well, on one day, I was just getting ready to have my my uh, get my license, uh, the test for it. Um, my instructor called me at the business, and he said, Marilyn, this is a beautiful day, perfect day for you to go and practice your, your touch and goes, and that's where you land the plane, sort of, but you don't really stop it. You just keep going and take off and go back and around again. And um, it's good practice. So I told him, Manning, I'm sorry, I, I can't today. I'm very busy. I have all these invoices i got to get out, and I have to go to the bank and get another loan, and da-da-da. And he got very mad, and he said, look, if you're serious about being a pilot or not, right. you've got to do this. Yeah. And... Okay, so I went rushing out the door and asked my bookkeeper if he would please uh, go to the bank and gave him all the stuff and everything. Came rushing up to Mr. Rockefeller's at that time where the plane was. I had called ahead. He had the plane out for me, which was very nice. So I took off going downhill. Beautiful day. He was right. I went over to the Knox County Airport. There wasn't another plane anywhere around. I could practice my radio. I could, oh, it was just going to be perfect. And I came around, and I had on the final, and I had a beautiful landing. Oh, except no. I must have one second, and sometimes that's all it takes. Yes, yes. To have had my right foot a little too heavy on the rudder which pulls the plane nose to the right. Oh, no. And I had landed. You have to land in these old planes. You have to land in the grass, um, or these tail draggers, rather. Marilyn, Marilyn, excuse me, I hate to interrupt you, but um, I have to wrap up. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. So uh, it'll be a cliffhanger for the listeners. (laughs) So let me just tell you. I did crash the plane. I know, um, but I'm glad you're here to talk about it. So um, let me just tell people they can uh, find your book on Amazon. We've been speaking with Marilyn Moss Rockefeller. And if you'd like to come back on the show, I'd love to have you back on. 
Oh, thank you, Janine. And I'm sorry. I See, I told you I get very carried away. No, I should have had you on longer. And so we'll just do a part two another time. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. All right. Happy New Year and congratulations you on too. your book. And I love these stories, so I'm going to have to hear more of them. Well, thank you for having me on. My I pleasure. That. My pleasure. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Marilyn Moss Rockefeller. I will have her back on because she does have a lot of amazing stories. So let's take a little break and then uh, I'll bring my next guest on.